Hey guys, welcome to the Hey DJ Show. I'm your host, DJ Jimenez. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you're over on YouTube, please go ahead and hit that like button, subscribe for more content. Uh, you, you can catch this podcast on the go wherever you get your podcasts. And do consider following me on every social media platform at Hey DJ Show. With all that boring stuff out of the way, I'm happy to introduce my next guest, uh, Bash and Last Call, formerly known as Bash Call. How you guys? How you guys doing? Good. How about you? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Last Call? Feeling fantastic, brother. Feel like a thousand bucks. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, for those watching, yes, I don't have a third camera yet. I will one day in the future. Get off me. Uh, Last Call is with us in this room. There's just no camera to see him, but uh, we we've already interviewed him, so you can check out that video. But we're gonna interview uh, Bash. Uh, so Bash, you uh, and and Last Call, you guys have a show coming up. Let's go ahead. We're gonna plug that in in the beginning and in the end. Talk about it. Okay, so uh, we have a show coming up at Syndicate Presents um, on October 16th. We're gonna be headlining the after show of uh, like all the big like edm spots uh in the city they're closing at around three o'clock so we're gonna be playing at around three o'clock or no they close at like two so it gives people time to get over there and we're gonna play our first headline show it's gonna be exciting it's gonna it's be very, very uh we have a lot of new stuff coming out soon that we're yeah. very happy to play for the masses so we've been very working very hard on our set list or create creativity or flow in the way that we do things just you know have not just having a great time and finding um you know the way we go about playing live shows and even like you know just making songs and stuff so we're pretty excited about that dude that's awesome so like uh so you said the after party mm -hmm. like so roughly what time is that well the after party they open early like around 12 or like 11 to 12 um there's people playing there but the big spots in atlanta still haven't closed yet so their headline spot is at around like three o'clock so like that's around the like four o'clock oh four o'clock so uh the big inflow of people come at around like between that like 2 30 to 3 30 area after all the spots are closing people start flowing in mm. yeah. it's, it's um actually a uh, very ideal because most of those, most of the flow is coming from Iris, and then you know Beware, which is Beware is. I can give you a, a location, but it's in the the uh, house promo, the big house promotion in the city. Most of those uh, people, you know, that are still looking for things to do, will come to uh, Syndicate Presents. We're like resident DJs there, so you know it's just a very big cluster and mixture of all those like subgenres coming through to like just hang out for a little bit longer and just hang out with their friends and really just showcase the underground artists of atlanta right now that's what it is a showcase of underground artists dude that's yeah. what's up and i remember i didn't go to your show when you played at syndicate uh but i did go to your show when both of you played at syndicate i, I feel like it was your second time second or third time it definitely no, it was wasn't your first second time yeah second time yeah and like i'm just gonna say two things about that one obviously you guys did awesome uh, thank you. Uh, like, cause uh, he was telling me during the interview about like, cause I yet to see you guys perform together to mm -hmm. see what it's like, and uh, it 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 I was I'm used to seeing one person spin, and they do it such a good job, and then I'm like thinking, 
is it possible with two you know and and the way you guys do it is awesome it absolutely and, is possible and yeah. i talked about it so uh people you got to check them out like you guys have a good synergy and i'll probably go more in depth about it later but you guys have such a good synergy because and i'm not just saying this i know it's easy because we're cousins but like you i owe nothing to you so i'm complimenting you guys you know legit uh the way you guys because it's one it's loud in the room so you're not really talking to each other but you're like you're mind reading each other almost like you you guys are like across the board your hands are over each other and all that stuff and you guys are not bumping into each other and you're making it work you know exactly what the what the audience need what the um, music needs and and i don't know anything about it but the fact that like physical wise you guys aren't bumping into each other and you guys aren't really talking to each other. That's some teamwork right there. So you guys have something for sure. Through unity, anything is possible. Always remember that. <laughs> I think I think it really just comes down to like I have full confidence in his abilities. Mm-hmm. And I think it goes both ways where we both just know that we can do it up there. Like we can we know what we need to do when we get up there. Yeah. So when we get up there, we just go up there and do it. And like we don't get in each other's ways because we both know. Like, I got full trust in him. He has full trust in me. I mean, there's definitely times while we're, like, spinning up there that he'll uh, just say, hey, man, let me go ahead and get this next double or let me get these next three tracks or something like that. And I'll just be like, yeah, go for it. If this is, like, if these are parts of the set where I'll feel like, you know what, let me go ahead and take advantage of this situation. Let's bring let's bring the beat up. Or, hey, let me slow it down real quick. I got some new tracks I want to play out just step to the side and just either I'll work effects for him real quick or just really just let him do his thing and just work the crowd and just like have a good time. It's like, it looks, you know, crazy because it's two people doing it. Mm-hmm. But we've been doing it for so long that it's just one, like one complete flow growing through the whole time. It's never feels like it's being chopped up and compartmentalized into different genres because we're just going to be like, all right, speed it up, slow it down oh, let's keep going with this one because this is the vibe right now. Or, hey, let's sneak this in real quick and let's give him that. So that's how it usually goes up there. So during your interview, we talked a little bit about like uh, different styles, different genre of music. And you know me, like I'm just getting into it thanks to you. Uh, so how, how do you like it, it being so many types of music out there? And for layman's term, let's let's use like an equivalent like rap to hip-hop to jazz to rock to heavy metal how do you guys decide what your genre is is it something like like for me i'm in i'm more into rock so like i'll listen to like my favorite rock bands and i'm like man i want to play just like this so if i were to you know start playing an instrument i'm i want to almost mirror that is it is this the same thing with spinning so um, do you mean this by DJing? Okay, by spinning, right? Yeah. So I'm gonna say what he's gonna I'm gonna say, and then he's gonna say what he's gonna say because you're gonna hear two uniquely different like views of this. Okay. So obviously we have our inspirations that come outside of EDM. You know, mm-hmm. you know I'm a big metal guy. I like rap music a lot, and that infuses a lot into what I do. So you'll hear like Slipknot in the in the um in the set. You might hear Ti. You might hear just these big name artists that infuse rhythm or like freeform bass just like the way that you manipulate the vocals to just go with the beat type thing you know Mm -hmm. and that's how i would go about doing it 
and it just flows well what he does because we're just on two different sides you know what i'm saying like i i bring a more a heavier aggressive style of music and his is just like more you you just tell him you tell him your flow bro <laughs> yeah uh i don't know so for me when i'm spinning um i also take a lot of uh influence from hip-hop because mm. i grew up on hip-hop yeah um and that's really where my big influence comes from and then when if, as far as producing goes like i try to um because i'm trying to make bass music as a whole um but like there's so many sub subgenres of that specifically and i have uh like certain artists in the edm like bass music community that i really like look towards and learn a lot from mm -hmm. but um honestly like i really like like for example subtronics is one of them for me um and he's like at the top of like he's at his he's in his prime right now like he's blowing up like going crazy like playing in front of thousands and thousands of people and like one of the big things that he does when he produces is he like just does crazy stuff like just tries to break the rules just <laughs> tries to do something I that nobody else that. is doing you know that's kind of like the big thing for me i take my influence from a lot of different like I, mainly like i said hip-hop i do a little bit of reggaeton tambien like because like i mix it a lot like when i'm at home you know with the with like the roommates like you gotta be something different yeah 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 and I definitely want to um, kind of venture into that too, kind of blending that, like some of that in there with some like EDM. That would be cool, I think. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's really where I look at it. I'm also trying to like do something different, break the rules kind of deal. That's really where I come from. All right. So you mentioned rules. What what are like uh, uh, real quick, like for me again, beginner, uh, what is what is like a number one rule? Yeah, uh, so... What's a common rule? Not necessarily number one. What's a common rule? Okay, so one of the big things is, like, are we talking DJing right now? Yeah. Okay. Like, like okay, so you're bringing up, are we, are we talking DJ? Is there something else? That well, I produce. And production. And production. We're, we're talking about production. We produce and make our own music as well. Okay. So, like... I, so, let's do one of each. Yeah, okay. So, for mixing, uh, well, a rule that you... Well, I'll let you do the DJing. Um... So we've honestly been talking about this a lot, actually. Uh, you're not really so. One of the rules I know I break oftenly, and he's starting to pick up on too, is that in order to bring in one track and another, they have to both be beat matched, and that means that, um, like in layman's terms, like they're both clapping at the same time. The beat is together at the same time. Now, sometimes if you want to transition transition into something different, like hip hop it's ranges all over the place. It's really hard to just find where exactly it's going to be at. Right. And it's at 92 and we usually spin stuff from one four, like not even that doesn't even matter anymore, but I usually spin stuff from 140 to 150 BPM. BPM that's beats, beats per, per minute. minute. Yeah. That's um, like one of the big things with DJing is like the count, like your like songs are a certain beat per minute and it's like every beat per four beats so like one two three four one two three four like how many of those beats are in a song so you uh what i would continue like you know what i would do is just take a 145 song like an example play it out and then bring in a song from let's say like metro Boomin' and gunna and it's at 90 beats per minute you're not supposed to do that but the switch of the vibe is what i'm going for so you'll just put effects and on everything. And I just kind of do this like hidden trick that I'm just don't share with anybody. 
but it's like a spin out, but it's not a spin out. And it's like just a slow way of like echoing out that sound and bringing in another sound. Mm. So that's, that's how I go about like, you know, what, like breaking a rule and DJing, like, as far as production, like that's him. Like, All right, so breaking the rule in production. Yeah, so production. Um, I guess one of the big rules is like clipping and distortion. So clipping. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know a little bit about that because of podcasting. Yeah, yeah. So um, clipping is uh, so there's um sound volume. If like for layman's terms, um, volume is um we call it in production it's decibels. Mm-hmm. So that's how you measure loudness volume. And um, every song that you're ever going to hear that is professionally made and sounds good is going to be at around the ballpark of negative five decibels to one decibel, Mm -hmm. like negative one decibel, sorry. Like that zero is like the peak, anything higher than that. And it's clipping Mm -hmm. and clipping means because you have a little sound wave when you make a song because sound is a vibration in in the air that comes out of speakers so you have a little sound wave and the peak of it the top of it gets clipped off so you're losing like the top of that sound if you put it at a louder louder than that yeah i'm in school for audio production at the art institute of atlanta right now and that's one of the big things that they tell you not to do don't clip you don't want to be clipping it'll cause distortion now, in EDM and dubstep, bass music, distortion can be a good thing. You can wor- make it work in your favor. Yeah, you can make distortion work in your favor. You can make pretty dope. clipping something kind of work in your flavor and you, in your favor, and then you can process it to maybe kind of mitigate that. Like, it, it's you're breaking the rules, yeah. right? But, like... Right now, I'm just in school, I think, to learn the rules so that I can break them so correctly. So you can learn how to break. It's funny because, yeah. like, you mentioned that and, like, uh, cartoonish mind that I have. I literally picture, I know this never really happened in real life, but I picture, like, the breakout of, like, EDMs. The first person to use clipping and distortion to their advantage. Some guy sitting in the Art Institute and the teacher goes, like, you're not allowed to. And he's like, man, fuck you. I'm about yeah. to. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, and, then, yeah. and then he makes a big concert and people are like, what is this? Yeah. This clipping and distortion. I was told not to do that. And then they make money <laughs> yeah, and become exactly, famous. So. Exactly. Yeah, I don't want to, you know, I want to, there are certain rules you got to follow. I get it. Like you, you don't want to break them all because then it's just, it just sounds like yeah. a computer throwing up. So, <laughs> but I, you know, I feel like there's a happy balance there yeah. with breaking the rules and following them in music. I, I can see that. And, and no, like, uh, um, and it's same with film. It's same with, it's same with sports and in, in, in a lot of things. There's rules there to, you know, like, there's nothing wrong with following them. It, it's going to keep you on the right path, but nothing venture nothing gain so mm. like the, the, some, sometimes maybe a rule was placed there for like somebody's safety but who knows maybe if you're a little bit of a risk taker it might work in your favor like mm-hmm. and especially with music uh uh like easily you could take any instrument like i picture the banjo like immediately people think of like fire ass instrument exactly mm-hmm. people would think like oh banjo sucks but like you can make it work in your favor. And then mm-hmm. I can picture that one person in the audience going like, yo, what instrument is that? It's a banjo. Wait, what? I was told that that was garbage. 
dude, the amount of inspiration that we get from just hearing these like weird tribal drums from Africa or strings from China, like all these weird sounds that to the north, like to the regular ears, just like, oh, that's kind of, I don't like that, you know, dismiss that. We'll sit back and be like, dude, that's gas. Even to like a cicada mm-hmm. fluttering its wings outside is a unique sound that you can make into anything yeah. you want. Like mm-hmm. the at this point, like with the things that we've learned, he's taught me and the things that he's learning, the whole world's an instrument and you just decide yeah. how you're going to utilize that sound into what you're trying to make. Like, dude, literally, uh, I remember a couple weeks ago, uh, we were... I was just running my house and then me and my, I have this little microphone. I have this little microphone and uh, it's portable. So like me and my girlfriend just started going around the, the apartment and we were just recording random stuff. Like just like doors creaking. We were banging pots and pans and like wooden spoons and metal spoons and just hitting a bunch of things together and recording it. And I've been using a lot of those sounds and songs that I'm making right now. Dude, that's that's dope. I've seen people do that. Like, yeah. did you ever see this one video where a dude was on the airplane and he's like clicking buttons and all that stuff? And yeah. on his flight, he mixes the sound that he got from the airplane. You're talking about Mastin Kutcher. Yeah, they're known for doing that. Like, yeah. that's sound design at its finest. Yeah. Dude, like that. That's dope. Like, I, I love yeah. music in general, but like that is dope to, I huge respect to take something like this a glass mm-hmm. and turn it into an instrument yeah uh, door creaking yeah in exactly. the apartment yeah like th- that shit's dope like see i, I was there's another respect. interesting thing you can do with that it's called uh um like foley foley is like the sound effects that they make for movies mm. like because you hear 90 percent of the like movies that you make or not that you see now um they're like all those sounds were not recorded live when yeah. it was going on. It's a Foley artist that's going through and recreating those sounds like while watching the movie. Yeah. And like I had to do a project for that. I had to do a scene from uh, um, Pulp Fiction. Not Pulp Fiction. I, I, yeah, you helped me with it, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like I had to like recreate like a car driving down the street and like break screeching you remember the scene where bruce willis is going back to the apartment to get the keys of course that's, yeah that's yeah that's the scene about. i had to recreate he, he's a really big quentin tarantino yeah. person oh, okay that's dope that's dope yeah so i had to recreate that scene and like the scene when he's like in the apartment complex like and he's like in the middle like walking up the stairs i had to recreate like stairs being walked up and like i had to plug it in to the movie it was really interesting that's dope yeah it was yeah. cool and for any of our, uh, you know, producer friends or anybody that listen, like, you know, pays attention to that, mm-hmm. we produce on Ableton. Yeah. I had to do that on Pro Tools, though, because school um, yeah. makes you use Pro Tools because that's the industry standard. But Ableton, as far as, like, workflow and doing stuff. I like, hear Ableton is better. Yeah. For live performance, the only thing with Pro Tools and Ableton that's different mm-hmm. is Pro Tools, you can have hardware like actual like hardware compressors, hardware reverbs that are like a physical thing that you plug in through like a mixer. Like, you know, you imagine like all the studios with like the big yeah. mixer. That's, no, they're all using getting, Pro Tools. Uh, uh, like off topic, but not really off topic is uh, uh, for 2022, one of my personal goals is to like these mics are USBs, mm-hmm. but I'm actually upgrading to XLR 
mm-hmm. for 2022 and i've been looking at mixers and i've been yeah. watching tons of youtube videos of like mixers slash interface and what they are like how they work and so i've been now i know now i know which mixer i'm gonna buy 600 bucks and i'm just like, yeah they're not cheap no they're not well I, I can help you out with that man I, the quality I'm, i know I that it. yeah I know, I know mixers, and I use uh, um, XLR microphones at school, too. We learn how to, like, plug those in to route them to the hardware or the outboard gear into the mixer. Yeah. You're going to have to get, like, an interface, too. I'm helping a, a buddy of mine. Um, uh, he, he wants to start a podcast, and I'm actually helping him a little bit. And uh, he was asking about mics, and the best way I told him was uh, – like, listen, I use USB. There's nothing wrong with USB. It's USB or XLR. The way I see it, it's like an automatic versus a manual car. Uh, USBs are automatic. They're plug and play. That's why they're known. Which one's better? Definitely XLR. But yep. not to yeah. knock USBs. USBs are user friendly. They're great for those who are not tech savvy. I'm not tech savvy. I, yeah. Even though I know how to work a podcast, I still won't consider myself tech savvy. I just know a little bit. And XLRs, they're more manual. That's what the professional use. They're a little bit harder to use, but when you know how to use them, they're more technical. But when you know it, you're more in control. The mm-hmm. quality's there. Yep, exactly. Yeah, and then like it's that middleman with USB. You just need the mic, plug it into your computer, you're done. XLRs, you need to focus on the mixer and the interface. Yep. You can get the best XLR microphone, mm-hmm. but if you have a crappy mixer, crappy interface... It's gonna show. Fact. So yeah. it, it, it's teamwork. Everything needs to work together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, for sure. That's uh, an interface is definitely. I want to get the uh, that that Apollo Twin interface. That that's gonna. It's a. Uh, it's a little expensive though. <laughs> we, we have like some Yamaha. Well, we have Yamaha speakers at the house. Yeah. That are, you know, they're pro speakers are designed for, you know, like producing and like, you know, DJing and all that. But you can't use them until you get that interface. So mm-hmm. like we're just like kind of standing by on that and just kind of like um, just it's an producing. Yeah, it's, we're just producing on what we got right now. Yeah. But, you know, the end goal, just like you have something like that is one of the things on our list to continue growing the studio that yeah. we're making right yeah, now. It's so. like everything costs money, man. Upgrading everything. Music, the is so first crazy, interview man. I ever had with my buddy Steven, I forgot what we were talking about, like specifically, but we were, we mentioned hobby and then it just popped in my head. Name me a hobby. That's not expensive. I don't yeah. think it exists. There's like, no such thing. There's no such thing. But then I, but then I you challenged know how expensive myself. Jiu-Jitsu is exactly <laughs> but then i thought about it wait but here's he, here's a f- uh, fruit for thought or like something fun to think about uh you don't have to answer it right now uh maybe at the end of the show what do you think is might be the least expensive hobby bird watching <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, as you were saying that i was like bird watching for sure it has to be free bro you, oh, all you, you gotta do is notebook. look at fucking birds. You just need like a little notebook to write down the birds. <laughs> no, you see. literally, bro. You buy one. You, you buy one book it. that it's like an not an itinerary. A bird cyclopedia. So a bird cyclopedia. <laughs> and you just go out there. You flip your page. Like, wow, that's a cockadoodle or some dumb shit like that. <laughs> Dad, it's, it's it's easily the cheapest hobby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. Next to mining your business, but you know we can talk about that another day. Hell yeah. That's a good hobby to have. It's a good hobby to have. 
Oh shit, I was trying to be professional. <laughs> oh god. Man, I should get in stand up now too. Sheesh. Oh, now you're fuck, trying I'm to be crying. Like huh? You trying to be like taboo? Nah. <laughs> I'm feeling a little inspired oh, from a podcast sh- we were listening to earlier. God, bird watch. That, yeah, you know, cloud. it's funny because when you th- I'm thinking about it. Maybe a binoculars, a bag of bird seeds, and a notebook. Not even because you're not you're bird feeding at that point. That's not yeah. bird watching. So <laughs> but like, but, but like you, you want to put bird seeds so you can attract the birds, and then you just have it's the not most natural. The most expensive thing is probably like oh binoculars. How is that not natural? Because it's not a vibe. It's not. It's, you're you're How you you're, inter- for birds, you're interfering with nature. How are you gonna hunt bro, for birds though? Bro, bro. You just look into the sky. It's, that's that's in the name, bird watching. When you want to win an animal's love, the first thing you do is feed it. You feed it. Yeah. No. Wow. So no. Uh, uh, Big bird... chest is the things around these parts. You know, we <laughs> I'm not a bird. Out the alpha animal is first. <laughs> I'm not a bird watcher, but yeah, a bag of bird seeds, binoculars, a notebook, and a bird book, and. Yeah, that was for okay. It's you, the you least forgot the most important right. part about that. Yo, people, comment down. What do you think is the most least expensive hobby? The least expensive. Every hobby is expensive, but we just found one. You found that quick. Yeah, because yeah, you, you, you were literally saying that, and I was like, "That's fucking funny." Oh my god, because I'm, so I'm I'm not gonna lie. You know, I'm 25, but. I be looking outside my window and I'm like, that is a nice whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> it just has some really pretty colors to it, and I'm digging that. Roberto book uh, uh, books of birds. This is a uh, uh, whatever the fuck that is. That's not nice for real. <laughs> you're just like, wow, that is a beautiful thing. What is that? And I'm like, I'm not gonna even attempt to Google it because I'm just like blue with a speck of yellow on the wing. I don't know. That's freaking. Dude, my mom. My mom has a little uh, bird feeder right there on the porch at uh, at her house. And she has like a couple of uh, woodpecker, no hummingbirds, hummingbirds that come through all the time, like every day, once a day. Whenever I'm over there, yeah. I see the hummingbirds. hummingbirds are fire. Yeah, they're lit. God, I I remember. I'll say this, and then we'll go back. But I remember, I I was born in New York, and I lived there for uh like till I was eight. Nine. What part of New York? The Bronx. <laughs> yes word gotta plug that in yeah um and i just seen pigeons all my life oh, yeah. pigeons are you know whatever don't get me started on my conspiracy towards pigeons oh, birds aren't up. real oh, they're up. robots oh, shut up <laughs> anyways so uh just seeing pigeons i was like oh they're nobody no they're not on a sports team mascot you're not gonna see like the freaking detroit pigeons or some shit yeah we should call them we should call our team the atlanta pigeons because of how horrible we are (laughs) (laughs) sorry i digress that's a good one but uh then um when i moved down to georgia i remember in my backyard seeing a cardinal for the first time and i'm like oh it's amazing and, it, and it's red and I, again i'm still a little kid i called it a moltres a pokemon i was like moltres, look at that oh my <laughs> god beautiful <laughs> nerd but, but that was it that was it like that was my only exciting thing about bird it lasted like but 10 see, seconds that's my it. feeling too though but like i'm a bird person and as an the adult fuck? i still do that i look out the window and i'm like hey yo what is that? And I'm just like curious and I'm like I'm like I understand why people bird watch like this shit's amusing low key 
You're just sitting there staring at the burger like, I, what are you? I can't get excited until, like, I've seen a hawk now. Now, I'm not going to get excited until I see a, a bald eagle out in the wild. Hey, uh, put some I've respect on the hawk. Not even in the zoo. It has to be in the wild. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, it takes your head off. Like, I don't know. That's the I kind s- of vibe I'm trying to be on. It's like, <laughs> oh, it almost attacked me down. Dude, they have, like, razor sharp oh, eyesight. Mm-mm. Like, they no. can see, like, a rat while they're, like, hundreds of feet in the air kind of craziness dude yeah. falcons have i think falcons have like the best eyes out of all birds because like they're the only birds that they they don't use their talons like they don't hunt with their talons. oh really they, they're that's where the falcon punch thing comes from because they literally come diving in at their prey uh-huh. and the head first and just you know concussion city but they still get the, they they feed themselves but like you got you you just gotta go on youtube and just look it up bro. i'm about like, to <laughs> i saw it on tiktok sorry hashtag tiktok but uh <laughs> It, I was just like taken back by that. I was like, "Wow, that is so apex." I want to be just like that bird when I grow up. Oh man, I did not. Out of everything, I did not think we were going to talk about birds right? on this show. <laughs> hey man, bird it's a watching. vibe, bro. It's a vibe. It is a vibe. All right, so moving on. So uh, Bash, so for people to get to know you, uh, what? Because uh, I've asked him this, so now I'm asking you this. What got you into spinning? What's What's the origin story? Oh wow! Okay, the I, I want the whole detail. I want the the beginning. I, I I want yeah, like this is when I first touched the turntable. Okay, you said give him the blueprint, bro. Okay, give me the yeah. Blueprint. So um, is that the new slang? You're you you're, you're the guy that keeps me I'm up just, with slang. I just I talk a lot of nonsense. I'm sorry, everybody. I just I like the to blueprints. Say give me the blueprints. All right, I got you. The schematics. Uh, so um, it was like 2018. Um. I had oh, been wow, recently. Yeah, I had been well, I had been into EDM for a while. Like uh I went to my first rave like halfway through my senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. Um then I went joined the military and that kind of like died down a step. I didn't go to as many raves cuz you know I was busy <laughs> for 4 years. So, uh Sorry. then I'm starting to get out. I'm like about a year I have less than a year left on my contract and I'm coming back to Atlanta. I was in North Carolina at the time. And uh, I'm always coming back, meeting up with him, linking up. We're trying to go to shows, doing whatever. And uh, we start talking about festivals. And we start, go- we start like, just going, going to festivals. I went to uh, Bonnaroo in 2018. I was still in the military at the time. And then I got out a couple months later. And the next one that we went to was Lost Lands. Oh, wow. And that's a dubstep um, festival in the East Coast. Bass festival. Yeah, bass Excuse me. It's a bass <laughs> festival. It is. Um, it's like the bass capital of the East Coast. Yeah. Um, as far as festivals go. And we went there. It was his like he really was like, we need to go to this. We need to go to this. And I was like, all right, dude, like, let's make it happen. Like, let's make it happen. We go. And after we go, our minds just blew. We went full like trance mode like looking at just in a trance looking at this like oh my gosh this is amazing the production the lights we were on some psychedelics and (laughs) it was just mind-blowing you know it was mind-blowing we came back like we're doing this so we start out on a little what was it called so long story short it's literally like a rectangular little shape that had like fader, uh, volume faders and mm-hmm. buttons on it. That's it. And it had eight, eight channels. And that's all it was. There's a couple no knobs. software, no nothing, no nothing. 
knobs, buttons, maybe like faders. a little longer than this, like a little longer and thinner. But we started like DJing off thinner. of that. Yeah, like it was like thin and then like maybe longer. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just like that. And like it just had a couple volume knobs and we could plug it into a laptop and we got a uh, DJing software and we just started downloading music and we started trying with that. And uh, over time, uh, we upgraded to a little like two channel, um, like a tractor. Tractor Mark II. Mark II, yeah. It was a tractor Mark II. It was like $250. And it was like just a little two channel. Is a little two channel, and we practiced on that for a while because you could do a lot with that, you know. Like you can, you can actually has a lot of knobs, and like it was nice. So that was the upgrade after that little, that little thing. And um, after that, I upgraded to like a four channel, like a bigger one that I could actually take and like use at shows and plug in. It had XLR ports. The other ones didn't have XLR ports, um, and that's what we're using right now. Um, it was honestly this last year that we finally got on some CDJs, which is like the industry standard. That's what everyone's okay, using. Nice. Those are uh, like twelve thousand dollars. Like <laughs> for one. No, 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 no. Oh. Two thousand per. My bad. You said twelve thousand. Because it's I like a little mixer. It's like the big mixer in the middle, and then you have the jog wheels. The and it's for the jog wheel ones, and the, each jog wheel is a piece. It's like yeah. two thousand per jog wheel, and like two thousand five hundred per the mixer. Add all that up, it's like twelve thousand, like give or take, plus taxes, whatever. <laughs> like it's ridiculous, <laughs> but that's like the dream. Next, like next move would be upgrading to those, so we can have those at home and practice. Because you go to a, once you get started, get, when you start, once you start getting booked, geez, I can't speak. Once you start getting booked, <laughs> you that, need more drinks. <laughs> yeah, right, dude. I can I have another one? By the way, I just finished. Oh uh, yeah, here I'll go get you. We'll, gonna yeah, step we'll, onto we'll the pause, camera. We'll pause. We'll pause. We'll pause. All right, guys, we're back. Sorry about that. We had to go get some more drinks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, nah, but yeah, like I was saying, it's they're like way expensive. That would be uh, that's the next upgrade for yeah. us. No, that's 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 good that you say that because it, it, it reminds me of this with this podcast. Uh, like so for anybody listening, uh, I'm, I'm just going to plug this in. If you ever want to start uh, uh, and you're not as tech savvy as me, just start with a USB mic have a decent computer if you want to do video podcasts just grab your iphone grab your android get a tripod that's the bare essential of what you need just to get started after that you'll learn the basics and then you'll get better so uh for me like i mentioned earlier in 2022 i'm, I'm upgrading to xlr i'm getting a mixer i'm getting this like roadcaster pro it's like made for podcasts and i'm so excited to get that uh but yeah no i know how expensive it is for me now like i know i say this now but i know that once i get it i feel like okay i'll be set for at least a long time yeah do you have that feeling with uh uh, uh with spinning like if i just can just upgrade to this set of equipments i'll be set so that's what i did that's what i did before uh and i think yeah both of us because he has his also he has another four yeah, channel we, mixer we both have like a yeah. pretty fire setup in both of our houses so it's like, enough yeah for can... a while oh wait wait real quick i just remember what you last left with you last left with uh uh when you start booking shows oh yeah when you start booking shows yeah when you start booking shows at bigger spots mm -hmm. um they're gonna have cdjs 
you know, nine times out of ten, that's what they're going to be rocking over So you there. don't bring your own equipment? No. no at the bigger spots, no. Like, the, our headline show, they're going to have CDJs there for us. Okay. And those are a whole different beast. You know, they're, mm -hmm. like, different. They're they're way more expensive, way more knobs, higher quality. They have touchscreens on them. You don't need a laptop to use them. You just need a USB with all your music, and you mm -hmm. just plug it in, and it loads it all in there yeah, for see, you. I, I was always curious about that because uh, that, uh, that one show... Uh, well, uh, Sundays. Sundays. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you. Like, uh, so Sundays. Yeah, I noticed that because you guys were on, and then uh, GYU came right after you guys. Uh, and then use the laptop. And then uh, you guys. It was, it was seamless. Like you just went and then went off. And then I was like, wait, isn't that your equipment? You don't need to no, pack that. Yeah. In. Not at all. So that's that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's it's it's cool and it's complicated. I get yeah. that. If you don't so teach about yourself. That. Okay. So, me, Sebastian and I have always been very big on capturing the essence of true DJing, mm -hmm. and that is blending two tracks together and just vibing with a crowd. Mm -hmm. You don't look at a laptop screen. That new generation of DJs, sorry, uh, and <clears throat> a lot of the new generation of DJs, uh, including us, because we do it too, uh, we're so used to having that DJ software in front of us that we can see all the tracks layered onto each other. So it takes away from the work of, I don't have to really use my ear anymore. This is more of a visual representation. Mm. Now, when you get onto CDJs and the controller that we use, that uh, Parallax, you don't have a screen. You have to do that purely off of audio. And from the beginning, because our mentor told us, like, don't ever get in the, uh, used, uh, don't get used to the habit of using syncs and don't get used to having a laptop. So we really just DJed from the time we started to now, just like kind of looking at the number, getting the BPMs right together, clashing it, and then just going to work from there. Just letting go of the screen. And that's honestly has like complimented our DJing tremendously going into CDJs because it, it just seemed seamless. Like we didn't have to worry about it because we already knew what we were doing. Mm -hmm. It is intimidating because it's, a professional, it's professional equipment, but it like wasn't though. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we when we really got into it, it was like, all right, bet. Like we're getting that flow, all right. He got it. I got it. He got it. I got it. And we're just like going with it instead of staring at a screen the whole time and just like, well, you know, play a song, look at the key real quick, look at the crowd. Oh, they're vibing with that, bro. Give them another one of these. Just kind of like that. That's, a, you know, that's how it goes. Is, is that how it goes? Yeah, yeah, that's how it goes. Um, It's, uh, I think for us right now, what's what we're missing is we need to get comfortable on them. Because we don't have, we, we know what we're doing on them. Mm -hmm. um, like we can get up there and do what we got to do, but we're not comfortable on them yet because when we go home, we're mixing on something different. Gotcha. So that, that's the other thing is like, mm -hmm. you know, when you're practicing, you want to practice on what you're going to be playing on yeah, when it no, matters. Uh, uh, you guys were in the military. So I, I remember hearing this thing from this documentary that uh, there's nothing necessarily special about standard issue equipment but there's a relationship that you build with your standard issue mm -hmm. uh equipment yeah like with your weapons and stuff yeah and it, it's yours yeah. you know how to handle it yeah and so uh, like uh yeah that's the truth because that's the truth because like for me um i was in an infantry unit so like everybody had their weapons and like all the like i was i drove trucks when i was in i'm not i was in infantry but I supported them and like all them, they had like their own like custom stuff attached to their weapon and everything was like 
theirs. Mm-hmm. They were comfortable with that. You know, they knew that because that's how they set it up. You know, yeah. and like that's they they changed it to make it unique to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I so I get that. Like, yeah, I could I could see that, but I think again, it just speaks to you guys' talent that uh, even though you have a different equipment at home, when you're put on the spot, you're able to adapt that quick. Oh my God! Yeah, he's he the day our first his first time playing on CDJs because he wasn't I didn't play that night but I went to the first show I yeah yeah he probably talked about it in his last podcast I don't know if it happened yet I don't think we talked about yo he literally was hopping on CDJs for the first time loaded his USB in and none of his music loaded in none of it was analyzed oh shit so like he couldn't see anything like it was just like a blank screen like all he could see was the song names he didn't even know like he couldn't even see the the BPM keys, anything, the BPMs, nothing. He was just loading it in and like playing it purely by ear, and he made it happen. Played for an hour. That's what's up. And I was like, but dude. The thing, the thing about that was though, because he's hyping it up as it seemed like you know I was going big chested into it. Like I look. No, he's he freaking out. He was freaking you, out. You were, you were a duck. You you ever hear that? Phrase? Of course, yeah. I was I was going crazy under the water, but like on the surface, I was yeah, just, you were just I, like whatever. I, I was doing what I had to do. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, I literally looked at him when I put the uh, USB in the CDJ, and I was, uh, I mean, yeah, just like that. I'm sorry. Um, and it wasn't loading, and I was like, dude, I don't I don't know what to do right now. Like, I almost had a panic attack, and he was just like, we'll figure it out. And yeah. then he just no, no, walked off the no, stage. No, no, yeah, you yeah. did talk about <laughs> it. He was yeah. like, dude, figure it out. You got it. I was running around trying to figure it out for him. I was like talking to all the other DJs that were yeah. there that were playing after him. I was like, dude, do you guys know what's going on? Like none of our music is loaded. Like none of, nothing is working. Like, and everybody was like, no clue. Like no, figure it out. Yeah, because we like, I remember oh, you saying that. And then I was just like, jokingly, I was like, because I know you guys are Marines. I was like, man, Bastion's a dick. But like, <laughs> I mean, no, like, it was just a no, positive no, no, push no. that I needed. Yeah. No, no, but that's what I was saying. I was just like, man, he's a dick, but like a good one because that, <laughs> exactly, just like that. He could have just been like, hey, you know what? You got this. You know, no. it's gonna be okay. Nah, he was like, have you guys seen out, Whiplash? Like, yeah. like real quick, have you guys seen Whiplash the movie? Of course, I've, I've shown. Him have this you movie. seen Whiplash? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Such a great fucking movie, and that's exactly what you don't need a oh good job oh you you, you did your best. You need, you need somebody, somebody throwing a fucking yeah. symbol yeah. in your head. Yeah, yeah you need that. Like, yeah. That's just how we're built, though. Like we're built different. No, like, no, that's, mm-hmm. we strive off of that energy. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. It's yeah. not for everybody, but like I, I respond well to that too. Like it's yeah. just like, are you gonna fall under pressure? No, is quitting your option? It's not. So go <laughs> out there and do your fucking job. Go um, do what you got to do. Yeah. No. If you, if you want to make it, hey, diamonds are formed under pressure, and the best swords are forged under the hottest steel, uh, uh, under the hottest fire. So, if you want to make something out of your career, or whatever you want to do in life, you got to shoot your shot sometimes and say, "Fuck it, bro. I'm here. Why not?" Amen. Hell yeah. Just just, just get it. Just go after. It. Do what you do best, and you're. Let's see what the outcome is at the end of it. You know. I couldn't say it any better myself. Uh, so uh, with uh, this is a question for you two. I'll start with you, Bash, first. Uh, since I know you guys are a duo, how often do you guys practice? Like, and um, like, what's your, what's your schedule like during the week? Like, be specific. Like, oh, Monday from like five till ten. Do you mean this in a production aspect or a DJing aspect? Both, right? Well, both. Uh, well, okay. since I know you do, you do both, but your yeah. ace is production. Yeah, like, yeah. I um, so I try to DJ every day for like 
every, like at a for a certain amount of time, like whether it's twenty five minutes, like. But also, um, he focuses a lot on DJing too. I focus more on production. So like when I, because you know I have roommates. I live in a small apartment. I was I live in a small apartment, and like sometimes DJing isn't like in the question because we got people trying to watch it and we got people doing stuff and like, like let me interrupt real quick like uh, uh there's not a way where uh you can plug in headphones into the mixer well it, it has to be speakers well i or you want to know what the audience is going to hear yeah yeah I yeah, get yeah okay yeah and uh but so really when i don't have when i can't do that i just produce like and i just get in the studio because i know that if this is going to happen, we have to make our own music. Yeah. We can't just DJ because you're only going to get so far just DJing other people's music. Yeah. And like I can post all these mixes that we like all these mixes. We can post them on SoundCloud all we want. But like we can't do anything with that. We can't promote that and like make money off of that. We can't really do that. Mm -hmm. So we have to make our own music. So I know that has to happen. So I try to do that daily. Like I... Uh, right as of recently i've been trying to produce and dj daily mm -hmm. but um producing is really the big thing like that i've been grinding for the past year is just like trying to do that knock that out every day we're at the point now where because like i'm been, i've been teaching him to producing and like we are at the point now where we're producing together mm -hmm. like and we try to link up because you know he lives in ackworth and um I live in Marietta for people who don't know. That's like about a 20-minute drive. Franklin Road. <laughs> it's like a 20-minute drive depending on the time of day. It could be traffic. Like just now it took me like an hour to get here because of traffic <laughs> in Atlanta. That That's terrible. Traffic, literally, bro. But, uh, and it's Monday. Yeah, it's, it is it is Monday. But uh, yeah, we've been, we've been producing a lot more together. So like, but we just been cranking out the songs, dude. Like we really have. We have like five or six songs that are looking at being done before the end of the year and uh we're looking at an ep that we're trying to drop like just drop it with a bang like oh we have no songs out right now here's five like no see i told him this when he like i i can't I, like listen i can't wait till you guys drop it because i'm gonna promote the shit out of it like i can't really appreciate oh, that like i cannot wait like i'm not just saying that like uh, like I mean, it's killing two birds with one stone. It's your interest and my interest. Like one, I want to promote shit. Like, uh, yeah. like I, I just want to. But two, like also because I believe in your music. Like, it, listen, he he can tell you I do not care for EDM. Let me rephrase that. I used to not care for EDM. <laughs> <laughs> you don't caught the bug too. Yeah. Like I was like, I don't. I, it's just not my music. Like he would listen to it. And he would play it sometime when he used to live with me, with like mm -hmm. the era of like Borgor and like Skrillex though. Yeah, like and I was just like, like early like tens. I'm not gonna mm -hmm. talk shit about it. It's just not my music because like I listen to some like really raunchy heavy heavy metal and it's not for everybody. So I was like, yeah, it's yeah. whatever. I'm not gonna knock it. Then when he started playing, I like I had that mentality. I'll be honest. Like I don't need to lie to anybody. I would be honest. I was like, oh, I'll just I'll support him because like we're family. I'm, I'll I'll support you no matter what. It's not my music, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to support you. But then I started bobbing my head to it. I was just like, <laughs> okay, this is a... It'd be like that. Yeah. This is something. <laughs> and then when, like, especially Sundays, but I know there was a show before that, I was like, okay, this is actually really good. Like, I'm actually enjoying this. 
And then with the interview was authentic. I was like, I'm, I'm into this. I, mm-hmm. I, and he gave me a couple of artists. I started listening to them. And was it Lawa? You think was it the Lawa show? I think it was. Yeah. yeah. It was because that's that's it, the place. That's the place where we really got to just play we, whatever yeah, we, we really wanted. Refined our our DJing sound in Lawa. Yeah. And pushed it more in the city. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we just figured things out. So yeah, on. yeah, it was just a place like in the local area, like away from the city, where we could just show up and play whatever we wanted. Like they just didn't care. But that's a good practice. Yeah, absolutely. And we got absolutely. such good practice through that. Like it, I'm sad that it's it kind of just fell through. But like that really kind of let us get the practice that we needed to get in before we kind of showed ourselves to the city. Yeah. So that absolutely. was really cool. Um. So like you uh, with uh, you mentioned uh, so with DJ and producing so if you can DJ you'll produce and mm-hmm. and all yeah, that yeah. so so with you going with you um see you know living at the house and everything I have roommates and a cousin that's very supportive of what I do so I'm also very um how do you say I like respect them too because they work remote. So I'm not just going to go down and blast dubstep at 12 and, you know, 12 in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wait for them to get off and I'll go upstairs to talk to everybody, just chop it up because I know that's when they get home. And I usually, I work in the restaurant industry. I'm a chef like in, in the daytime. So, well, night technically, but it's my day job. Yeah. yeah. You know, you know what I mean by that. But uh, if I'm not working that day, I'll go chop it up with my cousin. I'll go chop it up with my roommates and just be like, hey, what's going on? Just hang out with them for a little bit. Just like, hey. Uh, I'm going to go work on music downstairs. Is that cool? And they don't really care because all they're going to do is just turn up their fucking, you know, TVs and then listen to what they're doing. But I mostly emphasize the live sets. Like I make mm-hmm. sure that all of our music is fresh. It's new tracks from people that you've never heard of. And I'm just always researching, just trying to find a lot of things in his domain of music and mine too, which really isn't becoming two anymore is becoming one because Slowly and surely, I'm just getting more interested into the more literal freeform aspect of bass music. Because there's freeform bass, then there's that left field shit, <laughs> you know, that the weird shit that you're. There's like, yeah. is that a clock or is that a song type shit. things, you know? <laughs> but I've just I've hung around like we've just been around each other for so long that if I hear a song and I'm like I don't really like this, I'm gonna download it anyways because that's Sebastian shit. Yeah, just have it in the folder, just good to go. Um, that's that. That's what I really focus on. And the the more we go through this journey, is the more that I learn about music production, and I'm more comfortable into going into Ableton and actually making music. But it just, it just really like falls back on that part of it. Falls back on him. Mm-hmm. And as much as he teaches me, is the way that I go about that situation. But as far as DJing goes, like I just I couldn't even explain it to you, man. Like I just if I'm having a rough time or I'm having a great time or I have downtime or anything like this is like, bro, let me go grind some music out real quick. I'm gonna find some new tracks for this set list. That's curated for a certain way for that set or whatever set we're doing. It's like, bro, Oh, it's in October, but let's put some spooky shit in there. And then we're going to sample things from like a nightmare on Elm street or Halloween or all the, all these other things into a, uh, like a build up drop. And then it goes into like just some crazy shit. Like that's just that's how I work. So I do it every day, honestly. Like almost every day. Yeah. I'm not gonna count. For how I, long do you do it? 
that you tried to that you tried to shoot on for. average on average on average um on average throughout the day two to three hours that's good it just it just happens naturally i'm not saying it's like two to three hours off a rip i might go spin for like an hour and then throughout the day as i'm playing 2k i'm listening to tracks and i'm building set lists or i'm like listening to art like his mixes or my mixes and i'm like uh we don't want to put this out or we'll pick like that's how i go about it you know very it's like really heavy at the beginning and then the rest of it is like chill kind of ciphering through the music the mixes what we want to do with it and then kind of like the more business approach to that shit so (laughs) sorry but um it it, yeah that's how i go about it like so it's just about the live the live performances and like how we're gonna give it to the people for me and you know, all the production comes from him. So I think we have a good dynamic because uh, I think so too. Because oh, just it's that. it's like uh, he's looking through music. He's looking for music like constantly. Daily, you know, like day, daily, like daily. He's looking for new music. He's looking for all the new stuff. And then like, um, I have ADHD, so I'm just gonna come <laughs> clean on that right now. I have a tendency to procrastinate. Oh man, I, see, and, um, I don't think I have ADHD, but I procrastinate the fuck time. Yeah. I need to stop. I'm in school. Yeah, I have I have a tendency to do that. So uh, he's always constantly looking for music, mm-hmm. and I like wait until like the last like five days before uh, we have a show, and I just no <laughs> cram and like grab like fifty songs in like f- those five days. In that five day span, I add like fifty more songs to like hundred song playlist and like but the every time in between that while he's looking for music i'm producing that's good and um yeah like i have you know my roommates and my girlfriend at home they're really like supportive and i have a my roommate one of my boys he's his name's alex he's also like super about it trying to learn he's been i've been teaching him how to dj too like he just wants to see get a crack at it and uh yeah, my girl's also super supportive. And, like, I uh, try to spend, like, you know, at least, like, an hour, two hours every day, you know, I because I also have school and I have to do my homework and stuff. But, like, when I, like, I was just on break um, this last week. And, like, the past. Oh, you had a break, bro. Man, the you. past four days, I've probably production. spent all those, that whole time just producing, like, for hours and hours Good. just producing because like whenever i have that free time and also we just went to lost lands last weekend yeah. for again the second time and that just kind of gave me another like uh motivation motivation and inspiration like i just came back so inspired that was my first festival since before covid yeah you know so like that kind of just reignited so much inspiration damn this man literally we uh we linked up like friday and like we ch- we chilled for like you know the last three days like honestly, but it wasn't really chilling because mm-hmm. we we play like a game or two on the PlayStation real quick you know just to that's just us we play yeah. we play some basketball real quick to get things loose. We got on Ableton and have not stopped since. Mm-hmm. And in that time, you could say we almost cranked out two tunes. Like yeah. literally, we're like obviously you know there's a lot more work to be done on the um songs that we're working on, but like. From what it was at the beginning to now on both the songs are just like crazy. And that's yeah. just because two minds just came together and just like 
let's get it. And that's that's His a word. superpower that I'll say I have when it comes to my ADHD is I can hyper focus. That's good. Like I can hyper focus on something for a certain amount of time and like get a lot done. Like I can do so much. So like I've worked on like five different songs since I started on Friday. And like now before I had like three that I thought like, okay, these might be done. These might be good. Now I have like five, six that are like in the works that have a lot of potential that just, you know, need a little bit more elbow grease. Like completely originally produced music at that too. I want to say that it's all originally produced. Yeah. Uh, So that being said, because you know i've been waiting on this uh ballpark it when do you think you might be able to release your originals so <laughs> i'm just you, you don't know, have to answer I'm, no no no, no, I'm no. Very you can your fans bro i'm a very stubborn that. person um and i like to set deadlines so we just you have something to work yeah. for mm-hmm. but all in all for the best product and an actual because we're not gonna release like one or two songs we're releasing like a, a ep i'm not gonna give a track yeah. like how many tracks we're gonna release yet you'll just tune in for that you know when it happens but um i would say the beginning of next year we should have something yeah. ready for y'all to go i was gunning for november but yeah, he... the, at the rate that we're going and the rate that we're trying to chisel at the marble mm-hmm. early next year will be our first EP. I think um, I'll have I could potentially have a single ready by before the end of the year. You gotta have a single. Yeah, I can have a single ready. Uh, I have I have like get your fans. I have some songs that are like done in full and but um yeah like I'm also trying to learn the whole mastering side, mixing and mastering side Mm -hmm. of music, which is also a thing like making it sound you know complete and finished and like getting all the sounds that you want out to stick out to stick out and the ones that you want quiet to be quiet yeah. and like those at the right times like that's the the big um learning thing that I'm trying to like grasp right now mm-hmm. um and that's like you know the key to like releasing something that sounds like a professionally finished product yeah you know cuz we could say like yeah Dude, I could fucking just get a couple songs ready, five songs, put it on an EP, release it by December 15th just because it's my mom's birthday and be like, here you go. But like, it's not going to be the caliber that I want to release at. Yeah, we take uh, and uh, and like, you know, piggybacking off of that, we do very take like we take a very artistical like approach to the way that we release. So it's not just going to be like. Oh, we're just gonna release on this date or that date, or it's just like there's a certain yeah. You'll 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 see as it happens, but like we do things a certain way for a certain reason because that's just the branding of what we're doing right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're just trying to we're trying to we're trying to get the good vibes, you know. We're trying to have that good oh, no, vibes I feel that. going. I'm just one of your fans, and I kind of want you to freaking release some music. So I can <laughs> download it to my phone, and put it on shuffle. Bro, we got a couple ready right now. What yeah, you we mean? got some ready. We got a couple songs ready right now. I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, so um, when so when I, I've I've been curious about this since like right now, you're still working on some of your originals so when you're booked for a show like walk me through the process so like uh, uh so i'll turn it to you first and then you, you can re- respond like so when you're booked for a show do you 
are you bringing something that you've already been working on or do you try to bring in something new? Like, so if, 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 if like, say I'm a promoter, like mm-hmm. a club promoter and yeah. I booked you two weeks, mm-hmm. are you in those two weeks? Are you trying to work on something different for the show? Or are you going to bring in like maybe one or two new things? Or are you like, mm, I've been working on this for a while before I got booked. So I'm, I'm going to bring it. So, so walk me through that. I'm going to be real. Cause, uh, yeah. Um, as of recently, um, we're getting booked uh more often, but we do. It's not like we're getting booked like every week. Like we don't have a show every week. We try to get a show or two every month. So like, um, we've like we have stuff that we've been working on for a while. We have series of things. Um, there's also like um, excuse me, a little uh thing that I like to do. I like to well, we both like to just get up there and like freestyle it. Just like go like wherever the music decides to take us but we have set lists that we have loaded that we've worked on mm-hmm. right so we have certain things that we do that like we'll crack out we'll bring out if we want to switch some stuff up some stuff that we've practiced in the past and we'll do that but from for the most part whenever we find out that we have a show coming up we're looking for new music like we're immediately looking for new music and we're looking to mix that music and get to know that music as fast as possible so that we are getting most of the stuff that's coming out recently that people haven't heard and we're mixing it with other things that maybe people have heard. Mm. And that's kind of our goal, like, you know, going into so you're, it. You're trying to play something, uh, something that people have heard. Are you trying to excel at it or you're just trying to match that same energy? You're just trying to create a different view of what mm-hmm. everybody's used to hearing. Mm-hmm. So off of everything that he was saying, uh, anytime that we get booked for a new show, I automatically get into the mindset of creating a new set list. One thing that we emphasize as as a duo, me and him in general We'll play a couple bangers, like some OG bangers from back in the day, always, all the time. We'll always bring that into our set. Like but no set, throwback song? Yes, yeah, but yeah. no set that you come to see is going to be the same. They're never the same. Like, that's, I pride myself in that. Like, and that's why I spin every day. Like, I make sure that whatever, like, let's say, okay, this, uh, like, this headlining show in on the 16th, right? Last time we played at Syndicate, was like um uh literally like last month and imagine uh when it didn't uh go through we found we had a set list ready to go that we haven't even touched yet went went crazy on it had a great time there wasn't a lot of people at that show we could recycle it but I don't believe in that I believe in cr- like creating an experience for the audience every time they come through yeah there's a flow to it there's an amazing like sense of like what the fuck is going on type shit but it's always different. It's never the same music. With, like, that's, like, excluding, like, all those bangers from back in the day, but... I'm sorry. Um, You're good. We always do try to give the best product to the audience, and that is I mean, always creating a new about. set, creating, yeah. keeping the vibe with a new set and just showing everybody, like, hey, we don't, we don't give you guys the same set ever. Mm-hmm. Ever. Like, I... That's, that's a number one thing that I, like... Like, to me, I will never spin the same music twice to the same people as much as I can, you know? If it's just us, like, hanging out with a group of our friends, and yeah. obviously we're recycle music, but, like, if you are in front of us, you're not going to hear the same music twice. See, but that's, 
that's because we don't have any originals yet. And also, once that. we have originals, that's gonna be what's gonna be taking up most of our sets, and that's what people are gonna like download and listen to, and that's what's gonna that's get people to want to come and see us. Yeah, and then people are gonna expect to hear our songs. You know, right now we're just like, you know, we're DJs. We're like production. We're trying to learn. We're trying to produce. We're trying to make our own stuff. But as of right now, we haven't been like playing it, and that's why we try to like recreate recreate something like a new experience every time for people because we don't have our own stuff to like try to get people hooked on us all we really have is our dj skills to try to get them to do that so like our dj skills are gonna have to play a big part in it right now until we like can produce all right, so I'm, 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 I'm going to ask you something that I, I already know the answer to, but like, <laughs> it's like a sin, but I got to ask it. How many things have you worked on that you scrapped? You were oh, just God. like, oh eventually you were just like, yeah, you know what, bro. I don't know what I was thinking. This was trash. Bro, they, okay. So here's the thing. Like, that's what, that's, that's the problem. That Dude, that goes to every creative, yeah. insert whatever creative field. <laughs> Everybody goes through. Yeah, that. dude, we literally but, just scrapped half one of like half of one of our songs. We were like, "Yo, this sounds so much better." And like, he was telling later. me the issue with like doing something like that is like you know, and it's honestly the more that I keep going to like producing with them is the more that I like love and respect this is. I work so long on this one sound and like these progressions for a certain song, and then he came up with like he brought something better to it. And we stacked them together, and we're like, yo, this sounds hard. But just take everything out that I made. <laughs> Fuck, that sounds so much better, bro. Yeah. Literally yeah. that. And, like, all that time spent on that sound design, just, like, yeah. I don't, I couldn't even tell you. Just, yeah. like, late nights on Serum, just trying to figure that shit out. And you're like, bro, this is gas. <laughs> we bring it to the table. We're cooking. We're fucking getting down in the, um, in the lab, just making these beats amazing. And then we're just like, mm. yeah, take that out. <laughs> yeah that's the thing but yeah. i've scrapped whole songs too yeah, i bet I, like i literally just recently like um this past week when i was spending all that time this weekend i spent so much time in ableton and i like went back to like one of my songs and i was like i'm gonna rework on this because i scrapped it like months ago and i've learned so much in between that time when i did scrap it i scrapped it because i was just like i don't I don't know what I'm doing right now. Like, I need to move and try something new. Like, I've just learned something that I can't recreate here. Now I go back to that and I'm like, wow, okay, I can maybe edit this, fix this. Let's let's do this. And now it actually sounds pretty complete. And I'm like, wow, okay, that was cool. Like, but I scrap so much stuff, like, all the time. I still have, like, three, four songs that are just scrapped that I'm not yeah. even touching right now. Do you ever... You don't delete them, do you? No, never. Yeah, yeah, nah, yeah. they're not. They're still sitting there. Because like, I, if I ever think to go back and yeah. want to go back and I'm like, oh, I've learned a lot. I could probably do something with this and refix it. Good. Let me go back and do it. <laughs> yeah. No, I've, I've learned a little bit. Even though I don't do what you guys do with music, uh, I've learned uh, some things to delete and some things not to. Like, It's good to just try to keep this in reserve. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, That's but like sure. I, I've talked to people who scrapped, uh, who 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 scrapped a song and and like uh, I I had this one buddy he used to rap a little bit, and he would uh he was really into lyrics he was he was really poetic and he would tell me certain lines he came up with and I'm like dude that's awesome like that's gonna be a hit 
And then a week later, he'd be like, oh, yeah, I scrapped that. I'm like, what do you mean you scrapped it? You had something. What are you talking about? He's like, I had like something that. better. Yeah, and so, and so like, like I, I know I know that it, it's, it's in, again, insert whatever creative field here. Everybody goes through that. Except for podcasting. Even though podcasting is creative, like, we don't scrap. Like, whatever we're recording, that's what's going to be. Yeah, it's live. Um, it, we're doing it's this not on the live spot. now, but, like, because I, I still have to edit. One day, well, yeah. I, I'll i get the technology and we'll be able to do it live. Well, yeah, but you still. But I, I treat it like it's live. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, what whatever we're talking about here is what you're going to see. But yeah. in a way, we don't, we don't deal with that. But you guys in the musicians... You guys deal with that, and and because yeah. you're satisfied for that one week, you had a good week, and you're like, "What I came up with is great." And then mm-hmm. next week, you listen to it again. Maybe you had a bad day mm-hmm. at work, and you just listen to it, and you're like, "I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. This isn't good." <laughs> I think what that also was... goes back into the confidence and what you're doing too, though, because yeah. there are times where, like, an example, you record a mix, and you'll be like, "Yo, I'll fuck with this." Come back, listen to it. You're like. This is terrible, <laughs> but I'm having a bad day. Let me come listen to it again. You listen to it. It's like, there's components of this that I like. Yeah, you, And then you, you kind of just you. dissect it from that point. Um, I guess, I don't know. Personally, what? I don't think we would ever throw away a sound because, like I told you, the, your world is the instrument and you just got to refine it yeah. into what you want. So, so let yeah. me turn it to you. You have a girlfriend and mm-hmm. she's very supportive. And yes. Like, I've met her. She's a really nice person. Mm-hmm. Uh, does she ever, is she ever hard on you? Like, I know she yeah. might watch this later, but like, it, it does not live. So she's not watching now. You can no, be honest. Like, so does she ever, is, is she always like, not that there's anything wrong with it because it's full of love. Is she the type to say like, no, babe, this is good. Like you got this. Or does she ever criticize you? Like, Hey, I think you could do better. I love you, babe, but you could do so much. Better. Yeah. So yeah that's the thing um so i wanted to mention before when like you were saying something about like you need somebody to like be on your ass basically Mm -hmm. like trying to get you moving and i really am grateful to her for that she's always like is she that yeah like literally it could be like a couple days like a week i don't work on music i've been like you know homework like trying to spend time with her and i'm like she's like you should work on music like how long's it been? All like right. I haven't seen you work on anything. That's what, a fucking going... diamond, right yeah, there. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know, yeah. I know. Facts. And she like, it, it's always like that. But um, now because uh, most of them be like, oh, he's he's not working on music. Good, he gets to spend more time with me. Yeah. But if they go like, all right, he spent time with me. I'm satisfied. That's great. All right, I need you to work on you. Yeah, like I also like I try to spend as much time with her as possible. You know, that's good. Like, I do try. Yeah, and um. I make an effort is what I'm trying to say. And uh, as far as the music goes, like when I play it for her, she does try to give me critique. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, nine times out of ten, when like she gives me some critique, I'm like, yeah, like she has a point like there's and I'm not going to sit here and say that she has the most refined ear for bass music. No, no, but like is she saying it out of place of care? Yeah, like, exactly. And because she knows you better than a lot of people. Yeah. So she's like, listen, Bash, 
I know you're good. This isn't up to your standard. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what it is. Maybe you're slacking. Yeah. And then maybe it's like, you know what? I didn't sleep well or I didn't eat right the, yeah. the, uh, today or something. You yeah, know I mean, what? You're right. So it's either that. I, I'd say like sometimes I'm just missing some stuff in the music. like Or, you know, there's like a process that mm-hmm. goes on when it comes to creating a song from scratch and then just getting it to the finished product. There's a process. And like. Uh, I'll work on music for a day and get to a certain point in the process and then it's missing things or it's like some things are too loud or like whatever and I'll play it for her and she'll point it out and I'll be like yeah like you have a point there like haven't gotten there yet like let me let me go ahead and do that because it's a lot of steps <laughs> do man. you ever get stubborn be like, yeah. you don't know what you're talking about then you listen to it a little bit and you're like question. yeah I, I do get like I, honestly because yeah, like I said man like it, it it's it's uh well, not like I said, but it's like the ego, you know, like oh, yeah, that's yeah. like she she like some people try to give you critique on your music. And depending on how the delivery goes down, you react a certain way. I really try to like not do that. I try to like keep that suppressed. It's hard, though, you know, like you no, can't no, get rid no, of for that. Sure. You can't, that, no, can't get rid of that I, kind of thing. I get the same thing with podcasting. Like mm-hmm. this is like really all i need to work on is my studio and equipment and and more so me i do stutter a lot uh and say uh and like a lot but as far as my guests my guests are awesome all my guests have been freaking awesome so uh but there every now and then there's some people and i'll, I'll be on like like i'll be fair their heart's in the right place mm-hmm. their execution might be a little poor sometimes yeah. not all of them some of them where they're trying to tell me how to do my podcast better and they're giving me these critiques and i'm taking them i'm like oh yeah but like really it's like mm, no you don't know what you're talking about or you don't know what i'm capable of but no i i, I completely feel that especially if, with somebody who loves you who cares yeah. for you like you know, and and probably doesn't have an ear for it as yeah. you know you guys are. So like, they're trying to help, but at the same time, they're like, mm, I don't know how to convey this so much in words. Yeah, that's and that's that's the disconnect. I feel like that we, uh, like meet at like she tries or like she'll try to like tell me something, mm-hmm. and like she doesn't study music, so like there's she doesn't know what she's trying to get across. She's trying to get it across like the best way she knows how, but she doesn't yeah. understand music. So she can't like tell me. It's another language. Like, it's Give another language. Right terminology. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. The terminology, like yeah. it, the vocab, she's missing the vocab words. So like, she'll try to like explain it to me. And then like, sometimes, you know, the vocab words or what she's trying to explain isn't necessarily like the right way to say it. Yeah. So then I take it like, sideways because i'm like what that's what you're trying to tell me right now but like it's just a misunderstanding it's just like her trying to express it the best way that she knows how so like recently i've been better at like just being like okay like let me let me try like what do you mean this like i start just soloing things in the song like this is this what you're talking about is this what you're talking about is this what you're talking about i do it with, with when we produce together too he's like he tries to like explain it to me like i need you to do this yeah and I'm bro like, i am so terrible i'm just like i don't like how this sounds and he's like all right let's go through and i'm like that's <laughs> not gonna help what i'm trying to tell you right now dog yeah. but like wait, wait wait it's different with you 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 know this you know the terminology you know nah, the vocab no, so he, I don't. no 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 i'm not a producer dude no here's the it's problem it's still different it's, it's yes. i go to school i'm going to school for 
audio production. Yeah. So I'm learning all these vocab words. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm also like, I'm producing and I'm learning those. He DJs mostly. And he's been just recently picking up the production side of it. And I've been giving him the knowledge like that he needs to just Okay, go. so like, let me say this. Is it like, I know DJ and producing are two different things. I get that. But like, they're still within the same realm. Yes. So that being said, like, is there still where like he it's expected where he's not going to know certain terminology that you are yeah there's still certain terminology i know that he still hasn't picked up but there are terms that um excuse me there are terms that um coincide like correlate with each other in the djing and production realm but there are also like it's a whole like another like like djing could be a whole nother language when you're talking to somebody that doesn't know how to dj production can be a whole nother language when you're talking to somebody that doesn't i know just how to figured produce. since you do production he does dj like yeah there's gonna be like mm, a couple of words whatever but like in the end game you guys are so together. in yeah. essence because we're both, both still music but I'm reading at a fifth grade level, and he's reading at a ninth grade level. That's the way you got to look at it, like because mm-hmm. he he understands music to the technical terms, and I understand DJing at a. I mean, not I'm not. I'm, I'm you sorry, know, you understand in music. a physical in like, a physical. He realm. understands music at a higher level that I ever could. Yeah, yeah. And I can only tell him the basic shit that I can hear, like off the ear. But gotcha. like, I can't portray that the right way because I don't know the terms for it. I gotcha. So like, yeah. the the more we go down this road, is the more that'll be like. Yo, this and that, and they'll tell me, all right, that that's how you say that, or this is what this means, and like we're going about it that way. So it is easier between me and him, but it's still not because he has a professional level of understanding to music, and I, I just you. I'm just a DJ, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I'm he's learning the production just like we both kind of started on that DJing journey together. He had like a month on me when we first started like he did it for a month and then i came home one day from the military north carolina drove down saw him djing on that i was like bro you need to what are you doing teach me teach me right now (laughs) teach me right now and like so uh uh uh, you want to say something so yes yeah yeah you can all right so we can take a second yeah cool well actually me and bash are still going to talk but like you're you're fine um i'll wait till he closes the door uh, oh yeah, and that's the same thing. If you ever want to use the restroom, you you go right ahead. Okay. Again, this is not live. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, if it was live, it would be a lot easier. All right. Anyways, whatever. <laughs> um. So what was I gonna say? Um. Oh yeah. So, uh, like with that being said, uh, 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 a little bit with the uh, knowledge and all that stuff with Art Institute. Like, did you? When you were in the military and and you, you were there for four years, right, yeah. to get like the college benefit and all mm-hmm. that, yeah, I did. Like that being said, did you know what you wanted to do with that or not yet? Yeah. So when I was in the military, I was um. So the big reason I used the military because you know at the time when I was a senior in high school, uh, I was trying to play call of duty if i was going to be honest with you i was Damn, trying to play call of duty that. professionally i was yeah. like playing like game battles online and playing tournaments and making money and playing wager matches and like that was like my dream when i was in high school i wanted to do that and um 
I was pretty good or whatever. Um, nowhere near as good as the kids that were taking Adderall. <laughs> but I was pretty good. <laughs> I'm trash. Like zombies, I'm amazing. Yeah. Multiplayer, I'm trash. See, multiplayer, I was nasty, bro. But like there were there were kids my age taking Adderall every day, just fucking grinding Call of Duty. And I'm like, I didn't realize I didn't even realize what Adderall was until I was like 22. Same, yeah. Like I, I it wasn't until after I left high school that I started hearing about this Adderall and I started going like Yo, where the fuck was this? I needed this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I was, it, it really was something else. But um, I ran into a recruiter walking to PE, and he wanted to talk to me. And I was like, all right, like whatever. And at the time, I was super motivated after I talked to that recruiter, and I was mm -hmm. like, I'm gonna do 20 years in the military. I'm gonna retire at 38, and it's gonna be great. And um, then I realized that, hey. There's you a lot of bullshit in. in there, man. <laughs> a lot of shit that, like, you're just like, wait, you mean 20 years of this? Psych! I'm good. I'm all set. Four years and you got my college? Cool. As long as you got my college, I'm good. So I did four years and got out. I deployed twice. Here, let's pause real quick. You can go. Yeah, so I did four years and um, I deployed twice. And... Man, the ADHD just hit me. What was your question originally? No, you're good. Uh, uh, b basically, <laughs> no, <laughs> fucking, uh, no, 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 like uh, 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 with the military, that uh, with school, did you know you wanted to get into it? And then you, were oh yeah, you okay. were in the yeah. moment where you were like, oh yeah, I was highly motivated. I'm gonna do yeah. twenty years. I wanted to do twenty years. Yeah, okay. And then um, I got out four years. I started. Um, as a computer programming major at a technical college, just, you know, trying to pick something that's going to make me some money. Yeah. And, um, then I realized I was like, well, this isn't making me happy. This isn't mm. like really like what I want for myself. Like I want to do something like big, like, I don't know. I want to do something that's going to make a difference. I feel like, and I, I don't know. I just started thinking and I really the big reason why I joined the military was to give me more time, you know, like to figure out what I wanted because I still didn't know what I wanted when I was a senior in high school. And I still didn't know what I wanted when I was in my fourth year getting out of the military. Mm -hmm. I just thought computer programming or will be all right. But it wasn't for me. And I want to do something cooler, something that I could wake up every morning and love doing and like something that was fun, mm -hmm. you know, to me. And music was something that I always had a huge passion for and I always loved. And I used to want to, like, sing and stuff, but, like, I can't sing. So <laughs> Same. Yeah, like, so I can't do that. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Then I got introduced to EDM and, like, that was always in the back of my mind while I was in the military, like that whole EDM vibe and like seeing all these people play shows and like in front of all these people and they're just DJing. And I'm like, oh, they don't even have to sing. Like <laughs> they're not even up there singing right now. They're just playing music. Like I can do that. Like I can just play some music. And uh, yeah, it just slowly growed, I think. Yeah. You know, until I said like one day when I was like 22 or 23, I said, fuck it. Like I'm doing this. I don't give a fuck what anybody has to say i don't care what my family has to say i don't know if they got any like if they're opposed to it or whatever they could be opposed to it all they want i don't care how, how is your family to it 
you know, my family, I feel like had their doubts or whatever, like, you know, because I've always been trying to like, I don't know, even ever since I was a kid, I've been trying to blow up. Like, yeah. I've just been like, I'm going to make some money and I'm going to take care of my family. And I'm like, you know, I ain't going to have I literally my like when I was like fifth grade, fourth grade, I'd tell my mom that I'm going to like make so much money that I'm going to buy a mansion for her. And like, God, that's you know, everybody. Man. Yeah. That's, like, I, I feel that way. Like, I'm saying that's facts. Like, yeah. I said that to my mom, like, man, I can't wait. Like, I, I got to make it so I can take care of you. Yeah. And yeah. Like, so I can get you a nice house. Like, my mom, she's Dominican and stuff. Mm -hmm, like, same, you know, my same. parents are Dominican. And I'm like, I know she loves to cook and all that stuff. But like, sometimes I hate it when like, or like okay so let me tell this funny story my mom is super mom all right like every mom is super mom i get yeah. that but like the, this is like even though i've always known my mom was a super mom this is the moment where i realized okay that was a fun joke no it's actually reality was my cousin one of my cousin was getting married i think in 2017 2018 no, it was way earlier than that, but it doesn't matter. My cousin was getting married. We went to visit her. Uh, we were at the wedding venue, and I don't know what happened to the cooks, but they weren't there. And then my mom was like, so we have the food. We just don't have the cooks. And then they were like, yeah. And then my mom and her sister, my aunt and stuff, she was like, let's get to work. <laughs> and then my mom and, 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 and several people, they cooked for like like 50 people and and stuff and to mm -hmm. some people it's like oh it's not a lot it's it's still a lot like and my mom didn't not once did she complain she had a smile on her face uh uh she and she was like legit cook she was like hey did you enjoy the food she she legit wanted to take care of you like mm -hmm. that's who my mom is she legit wants to take care of people and like i love her to death i love you mom and <laughs> she, she's my number one fan yeah. uh but anyway so like that's when i realized that like all right she's super mom like and but then you know being the son we're like fuck i want to take care of you yeah like, and i'm just like i want to be able to like hire cooks and be like you need to take a back seat <laughs> like maybe give you give them the recipe and they need to take care of you 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 need to be taken care of see my mom was the same way when we lived in new jersey um i used to live five minutes away from the georgia house George Washington Bridge. Oh, nice. So my my grandma lives in Washington Heights still in uptown Manhattan. Um, but when we lived there, we lived in like, we rented out. It was just me and my dad and my mom and my sister was born later. And we rented out a kind of bigger house, but like we rented all the rooms out in the top two floors and we oh, just wow. kept the first floor. My mom used to cook dinner for every person in the house. It was so many people, like she would cook so much food for those people. Every day they would come home for lunch, like from work and they would all eat lunch and dinner. And my mom, you know, she was she was taking money for that. They were paying her for that food, but it was a lot, you know, like yeah. my mom would cook so much. Even though like, there was money there, she, the effort. Yeah, like exactly, exactly. And like over, it's not just that, she used to bake too. like. She baked cakes and like it was an art like she was an artist when it came to baking cakes like to the point where she can like use fondant and make flowers out of that yeah. and, like, like all kinds of things out of that and like it was you know beautiful to watch like growing up you yeah, know, yeah, yeah for her to do that it's just so artistic that kind of it's not surprising to me that i ended up like trying to be an artist 
going the artist route because my mom was like very much so in that in like the especially the baking side mm -hmm. and then my dad too you know my dad worked construction all his life but he uh was very artistic like when i was younger he used to make like little miniature houses in detail just sitting at it like, like that you can just hang up on a wall like woodwork like oh, that you can just hang yeah. up, and it's like a miniature front of the house kind of deal i want to get into woodworking like yeah my dad's woodwork is crazy too that that's dope that's yeah that's awesome um so uh uh Man, I like I, <laughs> like I I want to go back and forth, but I want to I want to finish these like these questions just so like we have some room to talk and all that. Uh, so right now, like one thing I like to uh, uh like I was giving him this, but I'll give you the floor is uh, I, like this show is super chill, like super lax. I hope mm -hmm. you you guys are having a good time. You guys, oh yeah, we're having, having a great, great time, time, man. Dude, yeah. that's awesome. That makes me happy. My number honestly like i take this really very seriously the, my number one job is to make you comfortable my guests comfortable uh, so we've been having a great time since oh, we yeah. got here brother thank yeah, you yeah, we really appreciate it great. all right yeah. so that's awesome i really appreciate that so uh but like i don't really have a theme for the show but i guess this is the one theme is i like a not only a good origin story but i like like how i start this podcast isn't huge yet but, <laughs> but I like I like beginnings. I like when somebody uh, talks right now where they're not big, but like let's talk about how somebody would advise of how to get started. So for you, my advice is like if you were to give someone an advice, you could be general, but also I I would try to like you to be uh, specific. How would you like somebody comes up to you and says, "Bash, how do I get like I, I'm a huge fan now. How do I get started of doing what you do?" Well. I'm going to go ahead and say one of the big things, um, and I will give credit where credit is due. My girlfriend did this for me when I first bought a laptop, and it was the laptop that I was going to use to produce. Mm -hmm. She put a background on it. It was Jake the Dog from Adventure Time, and it literally says, dude, starting a new thing is only the first step to being sort of good at something. So I look at that every day when I open my laptop. It's there. It it's right change. there. And I'm staring at it because honestly, it's just starting. You know, it doesn't matter where you start from. I have friends that started out DJing on CDJs. That was where they learned. And remember and that's the big earlier step. when we talked about that's the $12,000 like controller that all the big spots are using. Mm -hmm. And my friend started out on that. We started out on a little four rectangle, two hundred and fifty dollars. Like not even, dude. Not even. That, that thing, shit was like, we got it for $10, free. 10, we got yeah. it for free, what? bro. We but got that shit free. didn't cost no more than twenty dollars. Yeah, like what? it was like this cheap ass thing that we just got, and like we just started upgrading over time. Like you just start wherever you feel comfortable starting at, and but you don't have to drop some money. But like you start Again, what hobby is not yeah what hobby is an expensive one? unless watching. you're trying to be a professional bird watcher i don't think that exists <laughs> but <laughs> yo i don't want to cry again <laughs> yo but i don't know like i would say um uh, one of my things that i wish i would have started earlier is probably producing because i was that was like a whole beast to me i was really scared to start that because i'm like i can dj but like 
making a song from scratch myself is a beast and that's learning a language in itself and i just am i was terrified of it at first yeah. and just got it i just started it but i felt like i sorry i could have started it earlier but it's just like get it just if you want to do something just go and do it just get it done like do what you want to do and see where it takes you because you don't know like yeah no, no, see, see, I, I agree with all that. Like, I love it. And and I know what you're speaking is facts. But, like, now I'm, I just want to push you a little bit. Like, all right, say, like, right now you're talking to me, DJ. All right, what can I do right now if I had, if the time in the world, right, like, right now, what should I do first? Like, I have no experience, nothing. What should I do first? Mm, yeah, well, the first thing I'd say to do to get started because okay you can learn how to dj in like two weeks production is gonna take you some time mm -hmm. so if you want to learn djing will if you start out djing first it will give you a basic understanding of music as far as um like beats and phrasing and um like sections of songs like the chorus and the verse and the breakdown build up in edm terms drop the intro you can learn the song structure through djing and just playing music and mixing them together you can learn the structure and you'll notice that like for example most songs in today's age go in a eighth like uh what's it, an eight bar phrase and there's change in music, like every eight bars, like every eight bars, they're going to notice some kind of change. So mm. the first eight bars is like the intro and a bar is like one, two, three, four. That's a bar, right? So eight of those is a phrase. And then if you, that's the intro, then you go eight more. That's a breakdown in EDM or a verse in like hip hop, but that can double. So you can go from eight to 16 to 24. 36 like it goes like in like that order like in eight did i even do that right i don't know i can't count in my head i think sometimes. it's like 32 you said 36 yeah 32 it's 32. 32 yeah yeah I'm... no you're good you're good hey <laughs> um but yeah that's like how it goes you know each song comes and it goes in that like order um and you'll learn that djing you know, you learn how to count that in your head. It comes to the point almost like where I'm like, I can just feel that coming. Like I just hear a song and I feel it like, because I've heard so many that I just feel, okay, like the next phrase is coming next, like change, like do something to change the music to keep it fresh. And that's something that you can learn DJing really fast. So that being said, like, should somebody in a way start to dj first and then produce or should they produce and then dj you know that just or it doesn't really matter i think that really it, it i think that depends on you and what you want to do because like uh really djing and producing are like they go hand in hand like yeah. once you produce like you can produce first make a bunch of songs and you have so many songs done then you have to learn how to dj that if you want to play it you know, okay, like, like you have to learn how to DJ unless you're, you know, you're trying to be a producer, producer, like, and just like make songs for D for, uh, like rappers or something like then you could just like make a beat and you don't have to DJ it. You can just release it under a rapper, you know, okay, I see that. 
So that's the other thing too. Like for EDM, what we're trying to do specifically, we would have to learn, we have to learn how to DJ. Yeah. Like Metro Brumman knows how to DJ because he's going to, he does his own shows and what does he play? He just plays all his hip hop, all his songs that he makes, but he mixes it on the DJ controller. So like you have to learn both if yeah. you want to do something with it, if you actually want to like. It, like, uh, uh, damn it, what's that one phrase? Uh, I literally had my best friend Neil last week saying uh, he's a hat rack. Like he uh, he knows he has a bunch of hats. Like he knows uh, a, a bunch of skills in the office. It's 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 like that. Like uh, almost a Swiss Army knife kind of thing. Yeah. With with, with uh, EDM. Okay, I can I can see that. Um, and it's funny because like again, me not knowing, me being ignorant, I I've always thought if I see a DJ uh playing then you know he's just 100 percent a dj he's not a producer but that's not always the case mm-hmm. yeah it's a new era yeah of new DJs. era yeah yeah because the new the new era because everyone's it, everyone's making their own music now yeah like as far as like all the big djs in edm like they're like i can think of one of the first ones that stuck out to me were sudden death uh he's a he's a dj slash producer who went to Lost Lands and played all original music at his Lost Lands set in 2018? Yeah, and it 2018, was, his second year. Yeah, his second, like the second year plan, the second year that Lost Lands happened. And he came back. The this we were just over at Lost Lands. This man headlined the show and stole a whole stole it. Mm-hmm. And he was just stole it. He was one of the only ones to like play all original. Oh wow! Music. And that's a very ballsy move to make. Yeah. in general, you know, because it's everyone. You know, it's DJing at the same time. Like you have, you want to throw mostly your songs in there, but like you want to mix your songs with other songs. Yeah, and you want to make it fun and you want to make it, you know, interesting to the to the public. But like, and also his a songs bit just, of your own, right? Yeah, yeah. But his songs are just like filthy. You know, they're just <laughs> filthy. So he can do that and. Two years later or three years later, he can headline after doing that. That's what's like up. that's that's and it's kind of crazy. Yeah, I'm sorry uh, to cut you off, but it's just kind of crazy to see that because we went in 2018. What inspired us originally to be DJs, we came back in 2021 as DJ producers, seeing the DJs that we looked up to and just picked apart headlining these shows. Yeah, and it's insane. You just you're just like. We already loved you, but it's just mm-hmm. incredible to see what you guys have done in the last couple years. Yeah. Like I mentioned Subtronics earlier mm-hmm. and like Subtronics when in 2018, when we watched like when we when we missed his set because he wasn't that big, but we still were awoken to his music. Like we listened to it after that. Yeah. And like I was following him on Instagram. He had like. A good 17 15 thousand followers maybe he was always live streaming and like just smoking weed chilling like hanging out like just answering questions on his live stream and like today it's 2021 that's like 2018 today he's got like 300,000 like 350,000 followers and like i followed him when he was like at 15k like some small like barely popping off yeah. and like to see that growth in such a short amount of time yeah is like but but that's the thing that people don't don't notice is like before that he was producing for 10 years yeah no and and see like uh when i was talking about like uh advice getting started and all that stuff uh enter whatever creative field or anything in general 
I think, like, I talk shit about social media, too, and it kind of goes hand in hand, is that, like, people are so scared to start on something because they they feel like, okay, I want to start knowing right off the bat with without a shadow of a doubt that they're going to make it. Like, uh, whatever, oh, I want to post this one video on YouTube or TikTok or Instagram knowing it's going to get a million views. I don't want to post it if it's not going to, or I don't want to get started if it's not going to go viral. Yeah. And, 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 like, whatever, to each their own, I'm not going to judge, but, like, I shake my head a little bit because I'm just like, you have to start somewhere. Every Like, mm-hmm. even the big artists, some of the big artists, insert whatever big artists, I guarantee you they had a moment where they had 10 followers yeah. and then 20, then a yeah. hundred, then a yeah. thousand, then 10,000, mm-hmm. then 300,000 mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And so you were there, like you discovered Subtronic right there at 15, when he had 15 K and all that stuff, but you didn't care. You Mm-mm. didn't care that he didn't have a million. You no. were just like, yo, I love this dude's music. Yeah. That's it. Exactly. And then in a way you're you're even happier it's like oh man you're discovering what i discovered at mm-hmm. like at 300,000 whatever oh great great the more the merrier yeah there yeah. was a there's this old video like i forgot what band it is but they were interviewed uh like i don't know if you ever heard this where it it was a rock band where uh that whole rule like you're only allowed to wear a rock band shirt if you know like five of their songs and they can't be singles <laughs> and this one rock band i love their answer and i gotta find it uh this one rock band was like yeah those fans i hate those fans those are toxic toxic fans and then mm-hmm. the interviewer was like oh why is that and they're like because even if you like our one song our single and you come to the show, you paid money to come to the show, and you bought a shirt, so you gave us money, why am I going to hate you? Yeah. Like, if you don't know five songs, you know that one song that you fell in love with. And I was like, that is the best fucking answer. Yeah, yeah because that's it. Yeah, because, no, it's it, it's not like... that. It's just that other person being like, I'm a bigger fan I'm of them bigger than, fan you. than you. Like, that's just ego It's like, shit. I don't care. <laughs> You're supporting me in some way. I don't care. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, I, I just thought that was super dumb, but I love that this one band, I got to find them. It's pissing me off that I don't know. I saw it years ago when I was in high school. It was 10 years ago. Oh, wow. Anyways, um, so with your upcoming show, uh, what what's something that you would like your fans uh, and, and future club promoters and this club promoter to know about you guys? What, what, what's something about like how hard working you are, how dedicated you are. What what's something if like you would like you right now if you had millions of fans right now watching this, what's something you would like them to know? Well, I mean, I mean you both can answer for you. Can yeah, I, um I guess the big thing is like we 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 striving and working hard to grow every single day when it comes to our music, when it comes to our DJing, when it comes to just how we really just conduct ourselves as people. We're trying to grow and improve every single day. Cause this is, that's what this is about really at the end of the day, this is about growth. We're trying to grow. We're not trying to become famous. We're trying to grow. And um, that's like the big thing. We're trying to give something new, trying to give something fresh, something that maybe people aren't used to 
Um, but it might, you know, just stick around for a little bit. You might fuck with it. That's <laughs> really what I have to say. We're song? just trying to leave a musical legacy just like the people before us did. Mm-hmm. It's not about the fame or the money. It's about getting to the level that we want to be at and then maintaining that uh, level of excellence and then showing the new generation of people that want to be come into bass music and be like, hey, we want to do this shit too. And hopefully spark the fire into those young people's, you know, hearts too. That's what we want to do at the end of the day. I fuck mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. But yeah. At, at least, for, yeah. you know. I mean, trying to definitely about. trying to grow and inspire, like I said before. And once we get to a spot where we're, you know, like pretty blown up, like we, we have some influence, like I want to try, or I know we probably both want to try to make a difference, you know. Press that envelope. Yeah, like we try to, we want to make a difference to impact people, inspire people, show people like that anybody could do anything that they want, you yeah. know, and, and like it doesn't matter, like nothing matters, like nothing's real. Shit. You, you <laughs> gotta, literally, <laughs> all that matters is your will. Yeah. Are you yeah. going to do it? Stop talking about it. Are mm-hmm. you going to do it? Mm-hmm. Um, so I've asked him this, so I'll ask you this. Um, it, it's just a fun, silly thing. How do you know, for you, Bastion, not anybody else, how do you know you made it? What what needs to happen for you to know, yo, I don't give a fuck, I made it? Oh. It could be anything. It could be money. It could be fame. What, what, what needs to happen for you to know you made it? Oh, man. You know, so for me... I think I'll tell you mine afterwards. That's a tough question, dude. <laughs> For me to know that I made it, do you want me to tell no, you mine? No, I, you honestly, think about it? I think I th- yeah. Give me, give me yours. Let me, let me, let me ponder on it for a little bit. All right, uh, two things need to happen for me to know that I made it. Like number one, the first thing is uh, like just a random. I go to the store one day and somebody goes like. Hey, are you DJ? Oh, like good. with the Hey DJ show, and I'm like, I am. And like, oh my god, can I get a picture and all that stuff? That needs to. So one, n- number one is fan recognition. That mm. needs to happen. I kind of had one a little bit, but I don't count it because it was a dude's uh sister, mom, and dad. So whatever. <laughs> but it was fun. Uh, the second thing that needs to happen is uh, I don't need to make bank on the show but i need to make enough so like the show supports itself to the point where if i'm talking to a somebody in texas and i'm like hey would you like to be on the show and they say i can't i don't got a plane ticket i'm like if i got you a plane ticket will you be on the show and they were like yeah if you can get me a plane ticket i'm like all right bet here you go oh wow that's how i know i for me personally that's how i know i made it i don't care how many followers i have i don't care about any of that if i know i can do that and not have it affect me i know i made it i know my show made it see i think for me now that you say it that way i was gonna say um like when we are being like we can do this on a regular basis and this is like supporting itself and supporting us and we don't need to do anything else like on the side like this is this could be our core focus i feel like when that when we're able to do that that is when like i have no worries in the world about anything the fact that i can do this only and make enough money to pay all my bills and still be able to like live my life that's when i'm like 
I made it. Like, I'm just going to keep, like, it's just going to keep getting bigger after this. Like, yeah. It can only go up, to, and, and I'm, I'm so happy you said that. It makes, it puts a smile on my face for real, because that's how I feel about with this podcast. Uh, it's small now, but it can't go any lower. It can only yeah, go up from it can't here. Get, yeah. like, I, I'm generally an optimistic dude by nature, but honestly, like I look at this, I'm like, I think I have like 60 subscribers on YouTube and like 120 followers on Instagram, but I don't focus on it. I just happen to notice it. It can't go any lower. It can only go up from here. So yeah. I'm I'm excited either way. And yeah, yeah, it's saying we're we're we just we stick, we like to stay in that mentality. You know, like we're just gonna this is gonna we're gonna happen. It's gonna happen. There ain't no quitting. Like there's no stopping. Like we just gonna keep going. This is gonna keep just happening. Keep like you already started mm-hmm. right now. Honestly. There's somebody right now that's going to watch this and, and be like, man, damn, I, I wish I was in their position. Because uh, uh, I know you guys hit up clubs personally to try to be on their show. But every now and yeah, then. He did. He did. But he, every now and then they hit the you up and say, would you like to be on the show? Yeah, and we that have. has to be a great fucking feeling. And that's somebody right now sitting in their apartment watching it on their phone or on their TV. And they're like. That would be nice if somebody would hit me up and be like, "Yo, would you like to play on on our venue?" That you must gotta be take nice. the first steps. You got to shoot your shot. But yeah. you got to shoot your shot. You got to yeah. be willing to fucking put your. If you don't shoot out your there. shot, ain't nobody gonna know that you exist. Like it, it, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> you literally just have to put your pants up and just be like, you know what? I can do this. Let me see what people think of what I can do. Yeah. And see, put that product out into other people's faces. Yeah. And the other thing also is like, you got to be willing to eat some dirt. You really do. Yeah. You yeah. got to be willing to eat some dirt because it's not there be have been. All the time. Yeah. It's not. And we've had some shows where we've played and like we've had some good turnouts and we felt good about it, but we didn't get no money. But like, that's how show business goes sometimes like you you gotta do you gotta eat some dirt and look we've gotten we've gone through those situations now that same venue got us the headline spot and we're gonna be headlining after that now i feel like there comes a point like for us once we have our first headline show we can kind of be a little more like put our foot down on the eating dirt because now we've headlined before. We have that under our belt. We have that in our resume, along with all the other shows that we you know, played. You know your worth. Yeah, you, exactly. You know your value. Exactly. Yes. So, like, that's the big step for us. This this headline show coming up. Like, we're gonna we're gonna be able to maybe put our foot down and get a little more a money little after yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, we're we're going to put our foot down and give them the business. It's nothing else behind that. Well, no, that's good. I mean, overall, it's a business. You, you you need to know your worth. It's like, hey, listen, like, I would love to play for this audience. Yeah, but like, hey, listen, I got some bills to pay. This is my price. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Well, not even to that point. It's just like, you know, we're still those underground artists, but if you gave us a headlining show, then we're going to continue to maintain that level of excellence like we previously talked about mm-hmm. we're gonna stay at that level and we're gonna we're only gonna go up from there and we're not ever gonna go back yeah. down from that and and uh, uh same with along the lines of eating dirt have you guys ever played a show where maybe the audience loved it but you guys were like 
yo, we we were trash. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, bro. You don't even have <laughs> yeah, to ask us that for question. Sure, like, yeah. For sure. For sure. We both feel that way. Yeah. Like, you just looked at each other. Has that ever been to the point where maybe you thought you felt great and then he was like, no, we could have done or vice versa? No, of course. Like, that's yeah. what I'm exactly speaking about. Like, we've exact we've felt that way plenty of times yeah. where he's been like, bro, how, that how wasn't you got, your best performance. And I was like, that wasn't your best performance. How, how do you respond to that? Like, how, how do you guys feel about it? Do you, do you, I mean, let's be honest. Do you guys like, at the moment, like, man, fuck you. You don't know what you're talking about. Nah, but then afterwards, no, you, no. you like, you, you see, we don't, like, we don't really, we don't or do really... you feel it in the moment where, yeah. damn, you, you, you're right. I didn't spin as well. Absolutely. As I because mm-hmm. we do this shit together. So if he's just like, bro, that's not how you usually spin. Like, take a step back and like kind of reconfigure some shit and go do what you do usually and i instead of getting tired i'm just like this is who i do music with this is the guy that i you know go about doing the whole thing with so i'm like if he's saying it's not good it's not the product so i'm gonna go back to the lab and work on that shit instead of like getting my feelings about him be like well you know maybe you were wrong no 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 i was wrong i wasn't doing it to the best of my ability he called me out we're gonna go back to the workshop and just get shit done. Constructive for this. Exactly. You know, we try. Yeah, no, we try no, to yeah. keep it constructive between us because that's just like the best way to go about it. You know, when you stay constructive about it, you stay like you get better. Like if you just try to like shit on them or like be like that was trash. Like what are you fucking doing? Like you're just gonna cause problems that way. Like as long as you keep it constructive, I think the vibe will like stay. It'll stay good. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I I I fuck with that. That's great. All right. Um. Well, we still got a little bit of time. We still got like around ten, fifteen minutes. Uh, I want to open the floor up to you guys. Is there anything, uh, like that you want people to know about your music? Uh, whether it's upbringings, music, uh, or whatever you want the fans to know. I, I I'm leaving the floor up to you. So on October 16th, we're going to be showcasing the Unity set. The Unity set is something we've been working on since I don't even know. Like, it's been several months at this Mm -hmm. point. The Unity set is a journey through bass music. It is not dubstep. It is not rhythm. It is not bass house. It is a journey through bass music in its whole and entirety. Sebastian and I have worked tremendously on pouring our emotion our vibe our flow and the way we go about spinning music into the unity and if you guys can make it out to the 16th it'll be showcased to you guys what the unity truly is about it is our brand as bash call our unity sets are different from everything else we do it is a style that we specifically focus on that is nothing but the heaviest the most melodic the most left field the most rhythm like it's just it's a melting pot it's really. a melting pot it, it's it's a melting pot of dubstep and bass music in general um follow us on instagram you know hit up our socials and stuff but i just wanted to give everybody an in-depth uh, explanation of what the unity was before it happens yeah because i mm. uh, we will definitely um you know be like hey this is our first unity set at the headline show how uh um how long have you been practicing do you do you guys know right we have now? three different unity sets no, no, no i'm okay this again this 
going to be ignorant me. I don't know what that is. So, like, is this what you're going to be playing on yes. the 16th? Mm-hmm. Or, so, you guys already been practicing? Yes. Heavily. How, like, yes. How, how how much have you guys been practicing? Uh, uh, like, more than you could even, like, count on your fingers. Yeah. So but, I mean, like, in terms of time length, like, a couple of months, weeks? Months. Yeah, months. Months. It's months been in months preparation in the works. for this. Yeah. It's yeah. been we've, we've We've also uh, uh, previewed, like, parts of it um, at other shows that we've had. Um, but like it's a, it's gonna come all come together here at this headline show on October sixteenth. Okay, we're gonna so. we're gonna be able to like just we will have a plethora of music that we know very well that we can just go into and go crazy. Um, yeah, that's just really exciting. Also, music as far as uh, actual songs go, we got a lot in the works there, and we got a lot coming out in the near future within the next you know, four or five months, like just expect some music to be getting dropped randomly. I'm going to hold you guys to that because, yeah. again, I, I want it. I don't care about the audience. I want it. All right, yeah. Like, so I can have it on my phone. Uh, yeah, they'll um, get it. Um, So, like, what? Wh- uh, how long ago has it been since you guys' last show before this one? Uh, um, the weekend before Lost Lands? Two weeks ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. We So we played two weeks ago at Syndicate. Again, it wasn't... um. So, uh, I don't know if many people heard, but in Imagine Festival got canceled. Um, it was the festival here in North North Georgia that was supposed to be happening like two weeks ago. And that weekend, we got a surprise show um, at Syndicate because there was thousands of people here in Atlanta that traveled from all over the country, all over the world. There were people from South America that traveled here to Georgia to go to Imagine and it wow. got rained and canceled so there was a bunch of edm heads just staying at random hotels and everywhere all over atlanta that just ended up going to a bunch of shows so like that was a really good opportunity for us um to like play for a lot of people and then we went to lost lands and we played at the campsites for a bit too and we you know we had some people bopping their heads and coming over to talk to us it was pretty lit dude that's what's up man yeah god you guys have come a long way like it's it's (laughs) again I really appreciate that yeah, no and and, and again like I'm, I'm not just saying this because you're my cousin or trying to fill up a spot for the podcast no you guys come a long way uh like and and i want to promote it again not because i'm your cousin but because i see a potential i see something there right yeah. and it's, even if you weren't doing it i see you doing it and i'm like i want to promote it and again vice versa if you were the only one doing it i want to promote it um it's it's yeah well you guys have some you guys definitely have something and it's and, and it's great because again i'm i'm here in the beginning uh and again it can only go up from here and this isn't the last time you guys are ever going to be on the show like the moment Every milestone, we're going to have you on the show. Every time uh, you need to promote something, like, hey, we have a show in, like, maybe two weeks. Hopefully, I can kick out a guest and be like, I need to make some room for these guys. Like, they need to promote their shows. Heck so, no, yeah. uh, uh, guys, I, I really yeah, so, appreciate Yeah, it. we'll definitely be hitting you up whenever we got, you know, EP releases and shows coming up, big shows. Yeah. We'll definitely, definitely be doing that. That'd be All lit. Right. I would uh, like to so, say before, you know, everything yeah, stops. Yeah, because I was about to say, like, I, I need, uh, bef- way before we wrap, I need you to give me your handles, plug the, the show one last time before we go. So 
You go. Um, it's always hard to start something that you don't know, and it's always hard to throw yourself and believe in yourself into the unknown because that's just human nature. But the second you start, is that's the first step. Starting is the first step, and actually doing it is the second. The third step is believing in yourself and believing in what you're doing because that's what kills dreams a lot. You can start it all you want, but when you start doubting yourself, you're just like, bro, I don't know if I can do this or, you know, maybe this isn't for me, this and that. That's when you sit back, you take a deep breath and you have a drink, smoke, do whatever you do. And you're just like, nah, I got this. I can do this. And you have to believe in that. That's the only way you can go about doing what you want to do and like pursue your passions. Because if not, then what else are you doing? If you're not throwing yourself 100% into a thousand, a million percent, like fuck a hundred. If you're not throwing yourself into that and being scared of the unknown and being like, man, like, I don't even know, should I keep going? Am I good enough to do this? If you're not thinking those thoughts, you're not throwing yourself into what you're doing enough. Mm -hmm. And I promise you from the bottom of my heart and probably his, yeah, we have those doubts too, bro. Like just because we can DJ and just because we can like, you know, he can produce and we can do all this doesn't mean that we wholeheartedly believe in it. Because it is scary at times, but we do. And yeah. that, that's what keeps us going. And our outside motivations are always the reasons why we're just like, fuck it. Like, I'll, I'll be the next champ for sure. I got it. You got me fucked up. I'm letting all these people down around me that believe in me. No, literally. Right? Like, like at this mm-mm. part, like, what's that saying? At, at this point, it's like, yo, too many people are counting on me. Yeah. Like, I can't. Exactly. It's not even about me anymore. Yeah, it's not. It, it's not. It's, it's not, not about me. It's like all these people surrounding like surrounding me that support it and like actually see like the potential in it. Like that just They're gives investing me, in you. Yeah, that gives yeah. me the fire. Like it just makes me like, like this. there's no turnaround. There's no turnaround. No. It's only going up from here. Like, period. Period. All right. So uh, last call. Uh, Roberto, please. Give your handle. And so my Insta is at last call ATL. Uh, switch the A's for V's for last call because I'm just weird like that. Uh, my Twitter is at uh, Rob the Builder 23. Sadly, because I can't change that. Why don't you and just make a new one? Or you just you don't want to? He has followers. like a thousand followers yeah, on that. Yeah, yeah, I just realized yeah, that. You can't. I have a Twitter. Like, but my like... name is different on the Twitter, but it's it's not the same handle. Yeah. And then my Snapchat is at Wrestling Monkey. Follow me. I honestly, have a lot of funny ass content on there, and it's just a day to day with me and Sebastian all the time. Like, if if you want like the in depth of what we do, just follow me on my Snapchat, and you'll always see what we're doing. Honestly. All right, and Bash. Yeah, so my Instagram is uh Bash spelled B A S S H H dot A T L. Um and my inst not my Insta, I just said my Insta. And my Twitter is the same thing, Bash. That's again B A S S H H underscore A T L. That's my Twitter. And uh if you want my TikTok, because I have some stuff on TikTok, <laughs> I guess. It's bash underscore call. That's just the collective. Uh, B-A-S-S-H-H underscore call with a K. K-A-L-L. And that the, is TikTok. And the duo Insta is at bash call. B-A-S-S-H-H-K. 
K-A-L-L, sorry. And that's the collective like Instagram. Yeah. That's our Instagram together. Yeah, that's the that's the duo's Instagram. Yeah, the duo's Instagram. All right. So uh the show is October sixteenth. That's on a Saturday at at Syndicate Presents. Uh the show. You can follow is at them on Instagram too. Shout out to Syndicate Presents. Shout All the guys over Syndicate. there, Baker, Thank Lurk. You for, uh uh hosting so all of those big guys yeah. thank you so much mm-hmm. all right well last call always a pleasure always yeah and bash all right yeah, thank you so much for having me it was a blast all first right. podcast all right well thank you guys for coming on to the show uh, were you about to say something thank you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. thanks man all right well thank you guys so much and thank you guys for tuning in see you later see you.